to the Freedom Nation podcast with Jeff Kickle. On this show, Jeff shares his expertise in financial and retirement planning from a different perspective. Planning for your Freedom Day, which is the first day that you wake up and have enough income or assets and do not have to go to work that day. Learn how to calculate what you need, how to generate income sources, and listen to interviews from others who've done it themselves. Get ready to experience your own Freedom Day. Hello, Freedom Nation. It's Jeff here, and we're excited to uh, be getting towards the end of this year, uh, the year 2021. It's been a phenomenal year for me. And during this time period, I announced this a couple weeks ago, uh, but during the Christmas, you know, Christmas, New Year's, uh, first week of, of January, I began to do a lot of planning in my businesses. So, you know, I'll sit down and I will do you know, I'll do business planning for the business, set, you know, set goals. Um, I will do training, things that I really need to get going. And this is something that I really, over the last six years of running businesses, I really spend a lot of time doing. And what I've learned over the years is the more that I do right now during this time period, which is usually extremely slow in our businesses. I mean, I was laughing today. I, I walked in and inside my co-working space, I think there was more staff than there are people here today. Um, more client area, more staff than clients here today. Uh, it is just, you know, the nature of small businesses. They take time off at this time of the year. I think in, in other businesses, it's very much the same. People take a lot of vacation time. Um, And I could do the same. I could really shut down and say, all right, you know, we're just going to kind of take some time off and relax. We'll come into the office a little bit, but, you know, we're really not going to do much. But I have always, and, and I learned this when I started my own businesses, that this is the time that I spend kind of preparing the fields for planting for the next year. Uh, This is the time when I spend, you know, learning. This is the time I spend planning. This is the time that I spend setting my goals for this next year so that I can really hit the ground running after this, you know, the first week of January. Um, I found that usually that first week of January, people are just getting back off of the holiday. Um, You know, they, the first day of the year, January 1st is always a holiday day and nobody does anything. And usually for the next two days, they don't do much. This year, January 1st falls on a Saturday. So it's not going to be until the third that people are even getting back into the office and they're not even going to get rolling for the first three or four days. A lot of them are just cleaning up emails and everything during that time period. So for me, I find that this gives me three day or three weeks. So I call this the 21 days every year that I spend planning and doing my, you know, goal setting for the next year. So this episode, episode 23, is going to be about how to set goals. And we really need to understand a few things before we do that. We really need to understand that, um, you know, there's, there's a mindset that has to be there. So, you know, you need to understand your mindset. You need to understand what is affecting you 
and what is causing you to not want to do planning sometimes, what is causing you to not succeed at planning. I mean, I hear people talk about during this time of the year, oh, I'm setting my resolutions for the year. Okay, resolution means nothing. You're, you're doing nothing. If you're just resolving that you're going to do something, but you have no, no process, no understanding of why you need to do this, and most resolutions end up falling apart within, you know, the first month of the year and people just are into, you know, where they're at and they're just wandering aimlessly again. So one of the things, you know, when I started learning goal planning, um, you know, I've been through multiple goal planning courses, multiple time management courses. And one of the things that I just absolutely, if I see it, I just instantly, I will not go to that training is if they use the term smart goals. Um, and basically the smart goals is, you know, just so that you have an acronym, people are, you know, they need acronyms to, to make themselves feel better. And people keep regurgitating the same stupid acronyms, smart, specific, measurable, attainable, re re whatever, time-based, um, you know, repeatable, time-based, whatever that smart is. I don't care. I think it's awful. I think it's stupid. I think it doesn't help people do planning. And so I just decided to stop. And I listened to a tape by Tony Robbins once, and it was actually an old CD. It was something from like the, the late 90s, early 2000s period of Tony Robbins. And he started talking about um, what he calls a massive action plan. And I that kind of resonated with me. So it was different. Uh, from the way I had heard people talk about it before. Now, he did talk about SMART goals in that, but I uh, I really kind of refined that down, and that's what we'll talk about today. But the first key to this is you need to be able to put together goals that are things that are visceral to you, things that you can feel and you understand why you're doing this why this is so important to you. So it's really key to understand that. But there's three main pieces of the pie that have to go in place before you even get to that or, or th that are key components to this. Uh, first is what I call the profit mindset triangle. Um, the next is what's called building your power hour. And this I've talked about before my power hour, but we really need to talk a little bit about yours and putting your power hour together. It helps you get your day started right. It helps you get going. And then we're going to talk about what I call RPM goal setting. And so this is an offshoot of, of what I originally learned from Tony Robbins. And it's something that just for me resonated much better. And, and I created my own version of that, that uh, really focuses on very simple goal planning. And we do this, you know, separate, each of these separately. So we set a goal and then we, we actually set from there. So let's start by talking about the profit mindset triangle. Uh, profit mindset is broken down into three pieces. Um, first off is physiology. And so there's that visceral feelings that we have. Um, then there's focus and beliefs, and then there's language. And so each of those together 
is what's required for you to have what we call a profit mindset, that you're focused on developing goals in business that are focused around profit and getting to that profitable business, because that's what makes you free. If you are in a business that's not profitable, you're never going to be free because you're constantly just running and running and running. It's like being on that hamster wheel, just running and running and running and running. And you never do seem to get to the end. Um, and so it's very key that we have to kind of get our brains wired for this. So the first part of this is physiology. This is the first part of the triad. So let's go through a little bit of exercise here. Um, Physiology is the things that go on in your body that can kind of change your mindset. So let's start about, you know, when we think about how we feel when we laugh. So just think of a time when you've laughed or when you, you know, you watched a TV show, you watched a comedian and you just laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed. Um, how did that make you feel? How did your body feel when you were doing that? It's amazing, isn't it? I mean, you feel the endorphins. You feel that, you know, my mind is released. I'm just enjoying the process. I'm, I'm enjoying when, you know, I, I'm enjoying that laughing. And it's the endorphins that are being released in your body, that physiology that is helping you to just kind of feel free. And you, when you walk out of, I've, I've walked out of several comedy, you know, clubs. And when the comedian just hit it, you know, perfectly. I mean, I, I still remember laughing hard about going to a comedy club and, you know, I, I remember the comedian that I saw, um, I, I, there, there was one that we, uh, went and watched when I still lived up in the Dallas area. And I remember, um, his first name was John Wesley and I can't think of his last name, but I remember his routine, almost all of it. And it was just so funny. And my wife and I still to this day, and it's been easily 20 years since we saw this comedian, we still will pipe off something that, uh, that he said during that, that routine. And we, you know, it gives us a giggle still to this day. So that's what laughter does for you. It changes your physiology. It makes you feel good internally. Now let's switch those gears how does it feel like when you frown? When you're not happy, how do you feel? It really makes you feel, it, you can just feel your body just kind of being pressed down when you're frowning, when you're not happy at life. And some of the things, you know, being not happy, those are things that just kind of fall in to your normal life a lot of times. And if you don't use laughter, if you don't use happiness to counteract that and be able to draw on those instances when you are laughing, that's where you can fall even further into depression. How do you, you know, when you think about depression and people that are depressed, and you might be someone who's depressed, how would you describe those people? What is their posture like? What is their breathing like? Do they have their head up? Do they have it down? Well, usually their posture is kind of slumped over. Their breathing is not real deep. Um, they might have their head down when they're really depressed and they're really thinking about things. 
if you want to change your emotions, you need to change your physiology. You need to focus on the things that make you happy. Focus on the things that make you grateful. Um, you know, it, it's difficult. There are, you know, physiologically and chemically, um, depression can be a challenge, but you can counteract some of that by focusing on things that, that can kind of bring you out of that. And that is laughter. That is happiness. It's gratitude. It's focusing on things that are positives, um, focusing on smiling. You know, it's, it's as easy as changing how you speak. Uh, one of the things I learned early on when I got into telephone sales early in my career was we always had a mirror on our cubicle uh, when I worked there. And it, there was no reason to smile being in a cubicle, quite frankly. But what would happen is having that camera there or having that, that mirror there, excuse me, um, it forced me to smile. And when you smile, it just changes your physiology. Just do an exercise real quick with me. Put a smile on your face first and see how that feels. Now put a frown on your face. How does that feel? Well, interestingly enough, when you frown, that's actually your muscles. It, it's kind of a natural state. Your muscles relax and it causes you to frown. When you put a smile on your face, your muscles actually have to work to put a smile on your face. And so that forces your muscles to actually take action and take activity, which forces endorphins into your body to be able to, you know, ex or, or activate that smile. And so it, it just changes how everything happens for you. And if you want to be happy, if you want to be someone who is, kind of fun to be around at times, um, have a smile on your face. It's a key to doing that. And it's changing that physiology that's extremely important for you. So let's go into the next leg of the triad of the triangle of mindset, profit mindset, um, is your focus. So focus and beliefs are absolute keys to being uh, they're, they're keys to that profit mindset, to having that mindset of being successful. So what you focus on, you will hit. Um, that is, you know, it is just absolute true. It was true when I was learning to shoot in the military. You know, if you, if you just willy nilly fired it at a target, you probably aren't going to hit it. But if you focused and if you focused on a very specific part of a target, that was, you know, you will hit it if you practice and you keep that focus is important to look at those things, you know, in your future vision. So you've got to, when you're, when you're looking at focus, when it comes to goal setting, planning, you have to be very, very clear what that future vision looks like. You know, if you're building a freedom engine so that you can leave your current job and let's say your current job you need to live your life for you to be able to, to leave your job and go on to do something. Let's say you needed $3,500 a month to live. Well, what does that $3,500 look like? Well, it's just a number, right? So it, it doesn't give me any kind of visceral feeling, but let's say I was a woman who wanted to be home with my kids. 
I don't want to be working. I want to be home with my kids and I need to create a freedom engine to be able to do that. So what we have to do in our minds is we have to focus on a future vision, um, not as what's happened, but what will happen in the future. So when you think about $3,500 or you think about reaching a specific level in your company uh, that would generate about $3,500 a month, you think of it from the, the purpose or the, the focus and future vision of that is something that, you know, I'm going to be able, I'll be able to run my business from home and I can stay home with my kids and be part of their lives. That's something that you're working for. That's a visual focus that you're doing. That vision has to be there. You have to believe that you can achieve it. Um, you have to believe that that is something that is possible. Now, here's the other side of that coin, though, and it's when it comes to beliefs. You also, you can have that future vision, but you have to believe in that future vision. We a lot of times have limiting beliefs. We have things that really cause us to, to have challenges in our lives. Limiting beliefs are the things that hold us back. And a lot of times those limiting beliefs can be internal. You know, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not an expert. Well, if you know more than the person that you're talking to, you're more of an expert than they are. Um, most of the time, you know, when I'm training people to do new things uh, that I've really not offered before, I'm just a few steps ahead of them. I'm the next chapter down and I'm teaching them what I've learned up to this point. I don't have to know everything. I don't have to be able to have the answers to everything in the world. I don't have to be a guru. I just have to know more than they do. And I have to keep moving though. That's the key is I have to keep moving and I have to not have limiting beliefs that I'm never going to be able to get this. I'm never going to be able to understand it. And one of the keys to that is you got to get rid of some of that emotional junk. You've got to realize that you can learn, you can be better than, you know, the person that you're talking to or teaching or training. Um, if you think you can't have a profitable business that you're not smart enough to have one, you're probably not going to have a profitable business. You've got to get that out of your mind. You've got to get yourself focused on, I'm going to have a profitable business. We go back to that future vision where our vision is, what, you know, what we need to achieve so that we can have this future vision and purpose. Another challenge when it comes to limiting beliefs is your family and friends. A lot of times, you know, when you say, well, I want to go, I want to quit my job and I want to start a business, you're going to get all the people going, oh, you know, you can't do that. You're not going to be successful at it. Um, you know, it's really risky to go do that. Well, you know, these are people who've maybe never taken that risk or they may, uh, may have taken the risk and not been successful. So they want to take everybody else down. That's trying to go out there and start their own business or start, you know, their, their freedom engine. So you've got to be able to, to, you know, not only get the internal junk out, the internal emotional junk that you have, you have to also get the, the junk around you. And sometimes that means that, you have to kind of separate yourself from those friends and family and get yourself around other people who have, you know, have had success, who encourage you, 
who will mentor you. Um, I cannot tell you how important it is to have mentors. I mentor myself and I have mentors. Um, I have friends who are way more successful than I've ever been. And they're people that I hang out with all the time because I just want to, I, I strive to be who they are. I strive to be the success that they've had and being around them allows me to keep those limiting beliefs out of my head, knowing that these people are successful. And some, some of my mentors are people that I have not even met before. Um, they're, they're mentors because they are where I want to be. Uh, they share and give of themselves and how they were successful. Um, it might be through paid training. It might be through Facebook posts. It might be through occasionally being able to connect with them through a direct you know, message on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. Um, but it's, it's, those are the people that I strive to, to be like. Um, I've talked about this before in the show, but I always say, you know, I, I break my life into thirds when it comes to the people that I deal with. Uh, a third of my time I spend mentoring people who are where I was years ago, who are striving to, to start businesses, to grow businesses. Um, I work with a couple mentorship programs, um, through an incubator at, uh, at one of the local high schools. And I work with those people or I work with those kids to try and help them understand how to get to where I'm at. Um, I spend about a third of my time with my peers, people that are in the same trenches that I am right now. We're learning. Um, we're kind of all learning together and we're trying to grow our businesses together. And then I spend a third of my time with the people who are where I want to be in the future. And those are real key things uh, for me to be, you know, for me to be successful. I have to have all three of those, uh, because those are what helps keep me driven and, and choosing people in my life that are there to support me, but are also there to challenge me. Um, they're there to challenge me sometimes when I come up with these screwy ideas of, Hey, you know, let's create a, let's create a fifth business. I, I didn't have enough didn't have enough time for the other four, but let's create a fifth business. Well, people in my life that challenged me like my wife and said, well, okay, where are you going to find the extra time for that? What are you going to give up? And I had to do some real soul searching that did I want to start this new business? Well, if I start this new business, it means I have to give up some of the things that I'm already doing. The last piece of that leg of the triangle is language. And I can't tell you how important language is. Um, I catch myself sometimes saying, well, if I do this and I stop myself and I rewind and I say, when I do this or when I'm successful or when I reach the point where, you know, like in the solar business, um, there's one of the rankings, I guess, or the levels that we need to reach. Um, that's a sign of having a successful business is what we call a solar pro an apricot pro. Um, so it's very clear. I don't say, well, you know, if I become a pro, then I'll be successful when I become a pro. And this is how I'm going to get to that point. So language is extremely important. Um, language helps you to keep that mindset. It helps you to keep that profit mindset going. 
Uh, one of my favorite quotes from Tony Robbins is, if you talk about it, it's a dream. If you envision it, it is possible. But if you schedule it, it is real. And that's exactly what you have to think about. If you, you can talk about it and dream about it of what it is. So think about what that is. Then envision what that looks like, you know, what that future vision actually is, and then write it down, put it on a schedule of, you know, this is what specifically I'm going to do every day to achieve that. Okay. So those are the three major pieces of the profit mindset framework uh, of the triad. So physiology, focus and beliefs, and language are those four things that are required to have that profit mindset every day. So let's talk a little bit about how we can put that into action, what we can do at the beginning of every day to get our mindset correct, um, to make ourselves focused. And, you know, this is something that you can call your hour of power, your 30 minutes to thrive, your 15 minutes of fame, whatever it is every day and whatever time you can commit to it. I will tell you, if you can commit a full hour to it in the morning, it is very powerful because it really sets you up for success. Um, it sets you up for your day. Try and do this in the morning. I, I do it every morning. I mean, it is a, it's a ritual that I've been part of and I've shared you with you what it is. Um, but this, you need to prioritize this because this is going to set your mindset for the entire day. Um, so, you know, whatever it is, try and go to bed early if you can get up early if you have to, to be able to do all this, uh, but get yourself going uh, the right way at the beginning of the day. So first off, um, you need to show that you can accomplish something. So one of the things that I would recommend is, you know, as soon as the alarm goes off, don't hit snooze. As soon as the alarm gets off or goes off, get up right away. Just get out of bed, get on your feet get your feet on the floor, get them in contact, um, and immediately turn around and make your bed, make your bed right out of the gate. I cannot tell you how this one little thing, I actually heard this originally from, uh, Admiral McRaven, who was, uh, the, the head of special operations, um, for, well, he was a Navy, uh, SEAL, but he was head of all, uh, special operations command. And one of the things he talked about was you get up and make your bed because then you accomplish something right out of the gate for the day. Um, I cannot tell you the difference in my mindset when I started to do this. And it was something that my wife and I started to do. Um, I kind of forced her into doing it because I started making my half of the bed. So then she had to make hers. And I cannot tell you the difference today when I get up, change, you know, turn around, make the bed really quick, throw the pillows on it. It literally takes us between the two of us like a minute in the morning to do this. But on the days when let's say we're going to change the, the sheets uh, on the bed, I cannot tell you the difference, you know, and we just don't make the bed because we're like, well, no need to make it because we're going to change the sheets later on today. But when I walk back into that room and see that bed unmade, how it changes my mindset, it just makes me feel bad that I didn't accomplish something. So this is something simple. It's something that you can do. And I promise you, promise you, promise you 
that it will change your life. Um, it will change your whole mindset if you do it every day. If you're already doing it, that's great. Keep doing it. But if you've never done that before, if you get up, you know, you go downstairs, you get a cup of coffee, and then you come back upstairs and maybe make the bed, it just will change your whole mindset when you go. Now, if you exercise in the mornings, that's awesome. Um, I would encourage you to have as part of that um, that workout in the morning, what we call, what I call breath walking. Um, so it's really five minutes of walking around. It could be done in the house. It could be done outside. Um, you don't have to do it for more than five minutes. And it really is that you take in four nasal breaths and then four mouth breathe outs. So it's literally very heavy. And what that does is that is a feeling that your body gets when you're adding all that oxygen in and that four nasal breaths. So do this for five minutes. Now, what you will find initially when you start doing this is when you do this, when you do that the right way, you'll almost get a little lightheaded because you're jamming so much oxygen into your body that you get almost a little lightheaded. But what it does is it starts to build your body up. It starts to build up that um, resilience in your mind. It starts to build up your just you know, in general, it starts to just build up physiology or physiologically. Um, this is a, a technique that is used in yoga, um, that it's used in Eastern meditation, um, using that breath walking technique. So I would encourage you, even if it's, you know, it takes me about five minutes to get from my bedroom to, you know, get up, go to the bathroom, go downstairs. By that time, that's almost five minutes. So I, a lot of times will do this five minutes of breath walking while I'm kind of getting up and getting ready and, you know, doing the bed and everything else. Cause it's something that I don't necessarily have to concentrate on. It's something that I'm just physiologically doing at that point. The next piece of the pie should be a, a bit of time for, um, for focus. And what I typically do, I do this automatically. I use my Alexa for this and I have a, a, a thing on my Alexa that helps me to do this, but it's very simple. You want to focus on first, um, on a gratitude circle. And what that means is you sit down and you just concentrate for a few minutes and you think about something you want to give gratitude for. Uh, is it that you have a loving spouse? Is it the fact that you have wonderful customers and clients that you work with? Is it the fact that you have your health? Is it the fact that your family has health? Whatever it is, give gratitude for that. Thank the universe for that, you know, and have gratitude. You know, what are you grateful for? Who, you know, who in your family are you grateful? Who are your friends? Who are your business associates? Um, anything that you can think of to be grateful for, create something new every day. The next thing is focusing on what you really want in life. Um, but you want to focus on this as if it's already happened. So if we go back to our example from earlier, we talked about, 
let's say I'm a, I'm a woman who is working in the, I've had children, I'm working in the, in the business and I feel bad that I am not there with my family. And so I have set that goal. I'm focusing on getting to the point where I can generate enough revenue from my freedom engine to be able to reach that point where I have enough income from my, my freedom engine that I can leave working in the corporate world and work from home so that I can be with my kids. So when you sit down and you focus on this, whatever your goal is, whatever that thing is that you're working towards, you want to think about that. You really want your life to be focused around as if it's already happened. So think about what it's going to feel like, what it feels like. You know, once again, here's language, what it feels like now that you're free, now that you've reached your freedom day and you're able to be there with your children, you are able to not have to get up and go to a job that you hate every day and you get up and you love what you do. What does that feel like? What does it feel like now that you are there? The interesting thing is your brain really can't distinguish between what is real and what isn't. Um, it's very interesting. The more vividly you imagine what that looks, feels, smells like, it becomes real. Your mind realizes it. It's how people can train their minds to actually, you know, with a lie detector, you can actually train your mind to, to basically cheat a lie detector because if you're able to vividly imagine what it is that you're doing, you have that ability to make that real in your own mind. And so that's what you need to do. You need to program your mind and body by using that focus. Then you need to sit down. Um, I do this using a, a, an actual um, day timer that I carry around with me all day. I have a, an electronic calendar. I've told you that before. Um, I use my phone to see what my calendar is. That's what my team uses to schedule my time. It's where I, I work from, but I actually write down at the beginning of the day um, what my schedule is for the day on there. And then I write down a task list uh, starting with three top priorities for my day. And I try and complete those three top priorities before I get started. So what was my top priorities for today? Well, actually to record three shows, uh, this is the second of three shows that I'm recording and I'm coming up to the 10 o'clock hour of the morning. So that means I got up, I planned out my day, I completed a couple of other tasks, and then I focused on these two focus things that I'm working on. And then I've got a couple meetings and then after those meetings, I'm going back and I'm going to record the third show for the day that are on my priority list. So those are things that, you know, what do you want to do today? What do you want to create? What do you want to accomplish? Create it in your head first. What am I going to do? How is this going to sound? What is this show going to sound like? What do I need to accomplish through the show? And then I need to act upon it. The last piece of the pie, the last thing that I would suggest you do as part of your hour of power, uh, your 30 minutes to you know, thrive, your 15 minutes of fame, whatever you call this, however fast you need to do this every day is you next, you need to do a few or just do an incantation. And this is something that is, it can program your brain to, 
to, you know, um, it, it just programs your brain to keep you moving. Um, you know, it might be something like, I love my life. I love my life. I love my life. One of the ones that Tony Robbins uses that I'm a big fan of is every day in every way I'm getting stronger and stronger. And this is something that you say out loud. Now it may be a little, you know, if you're in the house with somebody else, they may be looking at you a little funny at the beginning, but they'll get used to it after time and they'll just kind of ignore you after a while. But starting that and spending a few minutes just saying every day in every way I'm getting stronger and stronger every day in every way I'm getting stronger and stronger. You'll start to say it out loud. You'll build a rhythm. And then that sticks in your head every day in every way I'm getting stronger and stronger every day in every way I'm getting stronger and stronger every day in every way I'm getting stronger and stronger. So whatever that incantation is, this should be extremely important to you every single day. And this is not a Monday through Friday thing. This is a morning ritual that you need to do every single day. It should be part of every day. So do this for you know seven days. So put together your list and set yourself up. Literally have a little checkbox on something every day that gets you going and gets you focused and gets you doing this every day. You need to check off this list. So whatever your, you know, whatever your piece of the pie, write this down, write down what your hour of power is because you're not going to remember it at the beginning. So just write yourself a checklist. You know, what do I need to do? Make the bed. Okay. Boom. I, I can check that off the list right away. Did I do my five minutes of breath walking? Okay. Yes, I did. Did I do a gratitude check? Yes, I did. Did I focus on what I really wanted in life and focused on as if it's already happened? Yes. Um, what do you want to do today? What are you trying to create? Did I do my schedule for the day? Did I set my focus for the day? Did I set my top uh, priorities for the day? Um, yes. Check, check, check. Okay. Those top priorities go on whatever you track. Yeah, like I said, I use a day timer and those top priorities are at the top of my day timer. I check them off and I write a line through them when I do that. Um, for some reason, doing both of those things just makes it more real to me. So that's the thing for me. It's something that viscerally I can do and check off and I feel myself doing that. And then last but not least, whatever incantation I'm doing for the day, I write that down on my list. And I check off that I did that for two minutes, three minutes, five minutes, whatever time you want to allot to that. Get a piece of paper, you know, write or get seven of these pieces of paper. And every day you go through that little checklist, um, put it as part of your day timer, do whatever it takes, but go through that hour of power and check it off for seven days. And then once you've done it for seven days, set your goal for 14 days every day seven days a week, then 30 days. I want to make sure that I've done it for 30 days. Then I want to do it for 60 days. After 60 days, that is a habit that's ingrained into your body. It's why today I don't even think about getting up and making the bed. It's just part of my daily routine. I don't even have to think about it. I don't have to check it off. I have this routine that I follow every single morning that is so ingrained into me now I don't even consciously think about it anymore. I just keep going. But, you know, I find that if I don't 
kind of continually refresh this a little bit. I forget, uh, you know, certain things. I forget to do that gratitude check every day. And those things just need to be a reminder. Um, so, event, you know, every so often you need to go back to that checklist and make sure you're doing those things. But if you consciously do it for 60 days, it will be part of you forever. All right. So now what I want you to do is talk a little bit about why we are not successful sometimes, um, why we don't change. Um, one of the reasons is rationalization. Um, we rationalize things. We look at them and we say, um, well, you know, the reason I can't do this is I'm not smart enough. Okay. So I'm just rationalizing that we get our big butts in the way sometimes. And what I mean by that is, well, I really want to be successful, but okay. So you want to get the big butt out of the way. I want, you know, I don't have enough time as a common one that is complete BS. Um, I don't have enough time is just an easy way to say, well, I can't, you know, I can't do my morning routine because I don't have enough time. I can't exercise because I don't have enough time. Well, you know what? Sleep an hour less. Um, we lie to ourselves all the time. Stop telling yourself these stories. You need to get out there and focus. Okay. If you're going to work out because it helps you feel better, it helps you be healthy. It helps you focus. Um, then figure out a way put it in your schedule that you do that. Um, one of the things I did because I wasn't working out for a while was that I joined a gym that I have to pass by on my way home every day. I put my clothes, my workout clothes in the car and I change at the end of the day, usually around three o'clock. Um, I'll go in, get my bag, change clothes. So I'm here at work wearing my workout clothes and I'm ready to leave at, let's say, four o'clock. Well, when I'm ready to leave at four o'clock, I have to drive by the gym on the way home. So I don't have an excuse that I have to go home and change. And then, you know, a white rabbit walks in front of me and I don't go to the gym that day. Or I sat down and relaxed and I don't go to the gym that day. It's just part of my day. It's on my schedule. I go and do it at four o'clock every single day, six days a week. I take one day off on the weekends and I typically work off or work out at home when I do that. Then we have the protect or, you know, we have what I call the pressure cooker. Um, you keep ignoring and ignoring things. And then finally you, you're forced to take action. Um, the pressure cooker has to be there. You have to feel pain. You're in pain, you know, and this could be physical pain. It can be pain in your own soul of, you know, I, I just, I know I need to do this. I know I need to work out because I'm not feeling healthy. I'm having health problems. Um, so you're in pain. So you decide to take action. Okay, great. I'm in the pressure cooker now. I'm, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to work out. And so then you go and work out, you work out for like three or four days and then you're sore because you worked out too hard and you've taken action. You've seen a little bit of results. Then, okay, well, my pain reduces a little bit. So yeah, I, I'm feeling a little bit better. Uh, I don't really want to go to the gym today. I'm just going to skip the gym today. Um, I see this in myself. I do this all the time and I have to force myself to, and you lose the drive. You stop taking action at the same level and you just go right back to where you are. So that pressure cooker kind of builds up pressure and then it lets go of that pressure. 
So how do we change this? Well, there's three steps to making a conscious change in life. Okay. That first step. So as we talk a little bit about, you know, the steps of conscious change, and there's basically three steps of conscious change. First off, you've got to get disturbed. You need to be uncomfortable. You, you need to get to the point where you have to make a change. Um, hanging out with you know people doing better than you can cause you to be disturbed enough. Um, you know, not being happy with your existing job that you're in can cause you enough to be you know disturbed enough to want to make a change or to have to make a change. And it's really much more important than want to make a change. It's that you have to make a change. You cannot stay there. In my own world, you know, I've told the story about my final review that I ever had as an employee and, you know, the president of the company saying that I was the worst employee that they'd ever had. Um, you know, for me, that was that final straw that broke the camel's back. And I just said, I'm done. You know, I, I instantly checked out at that point and I went full bore to start my first, you know, successful business and grow that business. Um, so this is something that you absolutely have to uh, get yourself to the point where you get so disturbed. You've got to get yourself so disturbed that you're going to want to take action. You're want you're going to want to make that next step. Then you need need to make a real decision. Um, we use a concept called RPM planning. We're going to talk about that in a second. Um, but it really comes down to three things on the, the RPM plan, the result that you want to achieve. What is the end result? Not the goal, not the thought process, not the smart goal or whatever. What is the end result that you want to happen? If we go back to what we were talking about before, I am a single or I'm a, a mother. I want to be able to be at home with my kids and spend time with them. I need to make money to be able to do that, to, to, you know, take my, or, or to be able to pay my bills. So I need to create a business that is going to create $3,500 so that I can be home with my kids in the next three months. That is the result that I want to happen. The purpose is the P part of it. That's the RPM. The purpose is the P why am I doing this? Well, I want to be home with my kids. Why is that important? Well, because I feel like I need to be part of their lives to, to make them grow, you know, or to, to make them succeed in life. Why is it important that they succeed in life? You keep digging down, digging down, get digging down, get it to the point where you literally are almost in tears for why it's so important that you do this and why you must do this, then what we do is we do a massive action plan. And that literally massive action plan is writing down an entire list of all the things that you can potentially do or that you have to do to make that plan succeed, to get to that result that you want to achieve. What are all the things that you can do? And it's literally just writing that down as quickly as you can. And then going from there to take action, you know, instantly. Okay. So that is, um, 
that is where we are at for the profit mindset for, you know, creating a plan and then finally putting together that plan and taking massive action. So what we're going to do is if you are on the website or if you're, if you're on a, um, place where you can click, there is a link that clicks you to the, um, to a link that we have where you can download these, um, you can download a document to help you create an RPM plan. So what I want you to do is download that and then come back and listen to this one more time, this last piece. Um, so you can stop the, stop the, this right now, especially if you're working out or something along those lines, Stop it, go in, download the uh, RPM planner, and then we're going to go through an exercise where I walk you through that RPM planner step-by-step and we'll work on it for a specific thing. So stop right here, download this, and then come back. Okay, welcome back. Um, You should have your RPM planner in front of you. It's a PDF document that you can download. And we're going to walk through this step by step. So the RPM planner, it's very simple. Uh, The first question is, what makes you disturbed? So this is going to be, what is really disturbing you at this point? When you think about, you know, I want to take time off to be with my kids. Why is that? What is disturbing you? I'm at, you know, I'm in a job I'm not happy about. I can't be home. Uh, with my kids. I, you know, feel like my kids are kind of running wild and I can't be there. Whatever that is that makes you disturbed, write that down right now. Okay. So we're going to go to the R section, results oriented. What is the result that you would like to achieve? If it's, you know, following our example here, I need to create a freedom engine with $3,500 per month in the next three months so that I can be home to be with my kids. So that first part of it is that results oriented piece. I need to create a freedom engine that will create $3,500 a month. That's my result. That's what I need to achieve in the next three months, in the next six months, whatever that number is for you, whatever that is, you should be able to achieve that during a specific time period. So I want to know how much I need, how long I have to do it, and what that result is going to be. Next is purpose-driven. Why is this so important? You know, I want to be home with my kids. Great. Why is that important to you? Well, because I need to be part of their lives, you know, as they're young and growing up, I want to be part of their lives. Okay, why is that important to you? Keep asking yourself the question, why? Keep going deeper. Keep going deeper. This may require you to partner up with a spouse or a friend or somebody like that that can just keep asking that why question. Why is that important? Why is that important? Why is that important? And really dig deep into why that is so important to you. Why is it important that I am sitting here talking to you today? Why is it important? You know, my results oriented. I want to help thousands of people find their freedom day. Why is that important to me? Because I was that person who was stuck in a job that I hated and wanted to get out on my own. I had tried starting businesses, 
you know, and, and they weren't successful. Well, why were they not successful? Well, because I didn't commit to it. Why didn't you commit to it? Well, cause I, I had other income and I didn't really need to commit to it. I had more than enough income. So I didn't have that pain in my soul. Uh, it wasn't until I reached the pain in my soul that I did it, you know, so I, I could drill down for an hour onto why, um, why this is extremely important for me. And then the last step of this is going to be creating a massive action plan. What are the steps that you can do to attain this result? Uh, so brainstorm as many big and small wins as you can once you complete this task. So first thing, don't think about it. Just put down everything you can think to do to generate that result. What are the things that you can do? It could be something as simple as, well, I need to make five phone calls. As soon as I, as soon as I finish this action plan, I need to make five phone calls. Um, I need to set up a, a, you know, a website. I need to set up a sales funnel. Um, you know, those are big things and they take time. So what are the things that you can do, you know, long-term and short-term to get you to that eventual goal that you need to be at? Put them down. Don't put them in any order. Just think of everything you can do and take five minutes to do that. Just push it as hard as you can. Do as many things, small and big, that you can. Now, once you've done that, go through that list and pick out four to five things that you can do immediately. And I mean, literally, as soon as you're finished with this, four to five things that you can do immediately that are going to present a result or they're going to drive you towards that end result. They can be big or small things. And most times it's going to be the small things. What is the low hanging fruit that you can do? Well, I need to set up, I need to do 20 sales calls today to, you know, get five people on the phone. And of those five people, I need to schedule an appointment with three of them to get me to my goal. What is that end result? Break it down. And if I get, you know, and track that, you know, if it takes me 10 phone calls to get four people on the phone and, you know, 50% of those people will say yes to a sales call. And let's say one out of that 10 will buy for me. Okay. Then how many sales calls do I need to make to get to, you know, each one? What is one sale worth to me? How many, you know, how many sales do I need to close each month to hit my monetary goal, to hit my $3,500? Okay, that tells me how many people I need to get in front of. Uh, For me, I'll give you an example. Um, I'm not a big sales call person. I I just think it's, I I spend a lot of time and, and, you know, spin my wheels to get to where I want to be. So what do I do? I tend to do one of many. So I do a lot of speaking. I do a lot of events where I'm the, I'm the center of attention. And, you know, there's a bunch of my target customers or people that can refer my target customers to me that are going to get in front of me in those cases, uh, or they, they can get my ideal customer in front of me. So I don't have to do all the sales calls. For some people, that's not comfortable and they need to be in a smaller scale. They need to go out and knock doors or they need to make phone calls or they need to go to networking events or whatever it is um, to help you to get your business to where you need it to be. But in the end, it needs to be, well, how many of these people do I need to talk to to get to that next you know, to get to the person that's going to buy from me. And if I know that my close rate is roughly, you know, 20% of 
you know, the people that I talk to, okay, well then I know how many do I need to work my way back to, to get to that one sale. All right. So that is RPM planning. That is the growth mindset or the profit mindset. Um, I hope this was helpful for you. Uh, we'll be doing more and more of this stuff as we go. What I would do is I would do a separate RPM planner for every specific result that you want to accomplish, that you need to accomplish. Uh, but what I would do is I wouldn't have too many different things that are splaying you off in different directions. Um, I would focus on just one result that you need to accomplish that you can accomplish in the next 12 months that are going to move the, you know, move the needle for you. So if you feel like, well, I've got enough time in my spare time to create a business that by year end, so within 12 months, I can be making $3,500 a month, then, you know, that's what you need to be looking at and how much opportunity, you know, if, if you tell me, all right, I need to make $3,500 a month. Um, I want to do this in let's say three or four months and I'm willing to work, you know, I can only work 10 hours of, you know, 10 hours a, a month on this project. Well, that's $350 an hour. <laughs> so you need to have a business that can, that, you know, will pay you $350 an hour. Um, if you're willing to work 40 hours a week to get yourself there, you know, on top of, let's say the 40 hours you're working, it's a lot of hours. Uh, it reduces that time down to let's call it, you know, $80 an hour or whatever. Um, you know, but I can work 40 hours during the month. So that's 10 hours a week. Okay. Then that gets you to where you want to be. in let's say three months or so you can build that business up. Um, the, the less hours you can work at it or focus or the less that a business makes, it's going to be harder and harder to get yourself to that. Let's call it the $3,500, but it's really easy to break down. I mean, you just take what the, what the amount of, uh, dollars you need per month, divide that by the number of hours you can work per month. And that tells you what you need to make per hour to get you there. Um, that's where it needs to go towards that result. And then the massive action plan is, okay, what are the activities I can do to get myself to that four or five or six or 10 or however many sales you need to make to get yourself there? And that's what we're all about when we're looking at a business. We're looking at the number of sales we need minus the cost of the business, the expenses that gives us our profits. And that's the profits are what's going to get you to that $3,500 a month. So wherever you're listening to this, as always, if you've got questions, uh, please feel free to share or, you know, share those in the comment section. Please subscribe to our channels. We want to hear from you and we want to hear your questions. So I hope this was helpful and I hope this gets you where you need to be for this next year when it comes to planning for your freedom engine. So have a wonderful new year, um, which this should be the last show for the year. Have a wonderful new year and we will talk to you in 2022. Thank you for listening to the Freedom Nation podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and all the major channels. Wherever you're listening, please subscribe to the channel and leave a rating and review. If you have friends and family that could benefit from their own Freedom Day, please share with them. Finally, join Freedom Nation by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 